thank you. This is such an absolute pleasure to speak with you. So thank you for taking the time to do this. I really, really appreciate it. Um, first things first, how's your day going overall? Uh, pretty good. I just uh, got myself together to do this and to do some photo shoots. So um, it's going pretty well right now. Oh, is the photo shoot related to music? It is. I'm doing the cover for Fireworks magazine and a couple of other things. Just getting some more promo shots as well. Oh, amazing, amazing. Okay, we've got to talk then over the past couple of years, really. I want to focus on that. And mainly you as a musician, okay. how you've managed to cope over the past few years with the pandemic period and obviously the difficulties that brought to the industry and uh, how artists could sell themselves and portray themselves out in the world. How have you coped? And what, if anything, kind of helped you get through the more difficult periods? Well, um, we had kind of a unique situation. When COVID first started, we were in California and we got stuck out here. And um, we live part-time here. My husband had a house here from years ago. And so we got stuck out here and not in Nashville. We live part-time in Nashville as well. And one day we were so depressed, you know, about not being able to play, not being able to go out and make money or anything. And, and um, my husband said, what are we going to do? And I, I said, hey, let's take our stuff up to the street and play. And if people <laughs> like it, great. And if they want us to quit, we'll just quit. So um, we took our amps up there and our microphones, to, ran a long extension cord up to the street. And there's a dead end street outside our gate. And uh, so we sat on one side of the street and then people started uh, gathering. It was just a handful of people because everybody was fearful of COVID. And so people were out on their porches, you know, and um, decks and looking out on us and listening. And our neighbor across the street said, hey, can I play drums with you guys? You know, and we've played with him a few times. And we said, yeah, sure, come on down. So the next Sunday, which it ended up being on Sundays for some reason, the next Sunday he came down, he was on the opposite side of the street. You know, we were social distancing. And then a couple more people came out, you know, and then we had, there was a couple with a baby that came down and they were dancing in the street. And the guy said, hey, I'd really like to play with you guys. I play guitar. And my husband said, well, we really don't need a guitar player because we have two. And um, my husband plays guitar as well. He's in the band Pablo Cruz. So, so we, he said, but can you play bass? And he goes, yeah, I can play bass. And so all this time we're going, we hope they're good. <laughs> you know, we hope they're any good. And we thought, you know, this is a neighborhood band. It's everything's fine. Whatever it is, is fine and going to be fun. And luckily he was pretty good. So um, then a woman came up and said, I'd really like to sing with you guys. And then we're like, we're going, really going, oh my God, I hope she can sing. Uh -huh. <laughs> you know, but it ends up that the drummer across the street is a designer for Apple. And the bass player is the co-creator of Instagram. <laughs> and so then, and I know you're going to wonder why my Instagram account is so poor. It's because I didn't get advice. Anyway, and then the woman is a product manager at Apple and her husband, it was the head of all things iPhone related, you know. So, and it just grew and grew. Every Sunday, more people would come and it was wrapping around the block. And we just had the best time doing that. And we kept, we were able to keep rehearsing and keep playing. And then people started making donations to us because 
I mean, obviously the other guys in the band didn't need the money, but we mm. did, you know, having not work, been able to work. So um, it was, it was actually a pretty good time for us. It must have been almost disappointing when you kind of had to stop doing that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You know, it's like when we have any free time now, we're saying, hey, we should go play in the street. You know, it was such a good time. And it was such a, uh, it was such a beautiful thing for all the neighbors and the people really enjoyed it because it, it just gave them some sense of normality. It, it sounds exactly as you say, it sounds such a unique environment and um, fingers crossed as much as lovely as it was, fingers crossed it will only ever be that, a wonderful memory and never something right. we'll have to do again. Right, right. What other positives can you kind of glean from that period? Particularly, obviously, it's such a university negative time. So that's what people tend to focus on. But we try to kind of pull out the sort of positive experiences that artists and bands may have been able to get from it. Well, I think that was the biggest one is that uh, also we had time to focus on my record, which I had been working on. I've been working on it for years because I could have thrown something together, but I wanted it to be really special. And I started playing around with styles. I have my own style, but I wanted to play around a little bit and get it a little more bluesy because I started out singing a lot of blues songs and I didn't realize how much I missed that and how much I loved it. So I, I was able to explore by taking the time that I took to do this record. And I'm just really proud of it. I think it's my best work. Interesting. You're not wrong when you say um, time as well, because every band and artist we've spoken to over this last couple of years via Zoom or Skype or whatever tends to answer that question roughly the same, which is the time they've ever had to work on a new material or something they've been able to right. do that they would never, ever have been able to do before. And it's awesome that yourself was you sharing that as well. Yes. Yeah, it's pretty great because uh, my husband plays, he can play bass, guitar, anything, you know, and I play guitar and keyboards and he does too. So we were able to be pretty much self-contained. And then I started, you know, sending things out across to the UK and um, to Nashville and to different places and having people join in and I engineer and I produced it. And so it was really a beautiful thing, you know, to have all these different collaborations, which would have happened even without COVID. Yeah. But COVID did allow us to really focus on that, just that. We didn't have to uh, up, upheaval everything and start traveling, you know, in the middle of everything. Like weekends usually are gigs. Mm. So we'd have to travel on the weekends. So we didn't have to do that. So it was really a good time to concentrate on music. Did you, would you say you found it easier then as well to create what you were doing? Yes, because because our focus wasn't pulled away all the time. Well, of course, um, the new album, uh, Wild One, this is what uh, one of the things we're made you here to talk about. So you've said this has been in the works for years. How far back are we talking? So when did work start on the album? And when when that began, did you have a clear vision of what you wanted it to be? Uh, you, you know, I had a few songs that I thought, OK, I really want to rock this up. You know, I was like, I'm getting back to my roots, who I am, and I'm just going to rock it. Because 
um, I play acoustic a lot by myself. And it's hard to really be that rock with just your acoustic guitar, you know? So I kind of tailored songs a little differently. And then, um, oh man, that's my husband in there. Uh, hang on. No worries. Hey, <laughs> he's listening to he found some older songs he's listening to and I can hear him singing along with them in the headphones <laughs> so, so anyway I decided I really want to rock this up so I got a band together and I had somebody donate some money for me to go in and do tracks so it, it's been a labor of love you know when I what I couldn't do with money I did with time mm. and since I was engineering you know, it's, it's been, I've had more control over things as well, which has been great. And I've had, I've got these great guest guitarists, which I don't think I can release all the names right now, but I mean, they're just fabulous. And people just saying, Hey, I want to play on your record. I'm like, Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, um, Howard Lease from Heart and Bad Company's playing on there. And and of course, Chris Barris is playing on Driving with the Brakes on. And uh, and I've got more, a lot more to come, you know. And it's just been really beautiful how it's developed. And you know what? It's the right time for me. It's it's like it wouldn't have been right a few years ago to release it. It took this to get to this point. Do you think that's why you've got such strong feelings for it? You, you suggested earlier on that you think it's your best work to date. Do you think that comes from the fact that you have put so much effort? It feels like so much heart and soul has gone into creating this. And I think, you know, being a songwriter, the songs move me. And I, I don't want to fool with anything that doesn't move me, mm. you know? So, so if it makes me happy, hopefully it will make someone else happy because emotionally, I want my music to connect to people. You know, that's that's important to me. And I think if I'm honest about my feelings and what I'm going through, there's someone that's going to relate to it. You could, you would certainly hope so. I mean, surely like all art really is you want to get that connection with whatever it might be, be it looking at something, listening to something. It's the point, right? Right. Right. Well, what about some of your inspirations for this album? Where did you look and was it quite easy to kind of find topics that meant something to you? Um, it, it was, um, I like to consider myself a fairly deep person. You know, I had a, uh, kind of a rough childhood and I, uh, have been, I think the fires that forged my emotions and the way that I grew up made me a better person, you know, made me stronger, made me, I'm sensitive, but it did make me stronger in a lot of ways. And I think that's why emotionally, you know, I connect so much with music. Amazing, amazing. I mean, of course, we've had a, a taste already with the awesome track Driving With The Brakes On, which, as you already said, features the very, very immensely talented Chris Paris on it. How did that collaboration come about? Well, um, there was a a guy that was uh, managing me for a short period of time and he worked with Chris Barris and I was like, oh, I'd love to have Chris play on this track. And he said, I'll ask him. And Chris said, yes. Well, uh, the manager and I parted ways um, because it just wasn't the right time. I didn't need management then. It was COVID and I didn't need it. Mm -hmm. So so we parted ways and, and then I thought, God, I wonder if I can still get Chris to play on this track. 
And so um, it was actually Bruce Mee from Fireworks that called him up and said, hey, you know, will you play on Jamie's track? And he said, he said, sure. I said, I would. And yeah, I'll do it. And man, he just, that track just blisters. He plays incredible. <laughs> I yeah. can't Sorry, go on. Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine, uh, considering the wealth of talent that you suggest you have over this uh, album, that it might be almost like trying to choose your favorite kid when it comes to which part you enjoy the most. Well, that's that's true, but it, it's a good problem to have. Is that, isn't it, the best problem to have such great talent uh, available to you? And without giving, obviously, anything away, is this single a good barometer of where the overall album uh, might sound like? Um, I think it is. Uh, it, it kind of, in, in my writing, I think people know I kind of move around a little bit and in my style, you know, it's like I'm not afraid to do a real ballad uh, that may be acoustic even among these rock songs, you know. So uh, I have some of that. And then there's there's one tune that's a little, it's got a tiny little, it's a blues kind of jazzy feel to it, but it fits in, still fits in with everything because it's still me singing and stylistically it works. And we have another great, incredible guitar, blues guitar player playing on that song. So I, I don't think you'll be bored with it. Let's put it that way. It's not going to be like same after same after same, but it's going to pull you a little bit in different directions with a thread running through it all. I think anybody that knows your work and has paid attention to what you've done over the many, many years is it will know that variety is such an important part of uh, what who you are as a musician. So I think if you weren't expecting variety on this new album, you'd be, you, you, should, you wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, your enthusiasm absolutely shines through. Uh, I think if someone's watching, listening to this, wasn't excited for the new album already. It certainly will be the case now. Uh, we haven't got too long, but excuse me, we haven't got too long to wait either at this stage, happily. Yes, that's right. It's coming out in September. It's almost, almost there. So I, I want to ask you a couple of uh, questions, really, just about yourself in general. And um, this wonderful title, well-deserved title of Goddess, of rock and blues. Now, when you reflect on the industry as a whole and how things have changed so dramatically over time, um, the rise of streaming and the, the likes and stuff like that, are you quite proud then of your position as a trailblazer? Yes, oh, absolutely. I mean, it, it was not easy for me uh, at the time. You know, it's, it's like uh, if they had a female, they would say, we've got one. So one female and all the rest male, which I love males, <laughs> you know, but, it, but it's like, you know, surely, you know, they've got to know that there are some women that need some things too. And I think women have, women and men offer each other uh, emotions and different things, you know? So it, it was really, really tough. And um, it was, uh, it was hard. It was very hard. And, and sometimes, you know, I would run up against somebody that uh, wasn't used to uh, a female speaking her mind or musically. And so I would have a friend of mine or my guitar player, I would go and say, tell him I want this. And there would be no problem. I would get that. But if I had said it, I would have met with resistance. Mm. You know, so 
and it's just the way people are brought up. You know, some people tune us out because their wives, they're not happy at home or something. And, and then there are other people, you know, that you get total respect from and can just speak your mind, but it's, it was definitely really hard. And I was doing rock in Nashville and country was so strong. And I mean, it was solid country. Then it wasn't this modern country, you know, which, um, kind of goes a little all over the place. Mm -hmm. So it was pretty tough. When you look at the sort of modern landscape of the kind of rock and metal scene in general and the, I guess, forward forward movement that we are now kind of seeing, it's still a struggle It's um, for many, but it seems to be in a better place than it was. Yes, I, I think it is because I think uh, genres are more open and the independents, you know, have forced people to pay attention to people they wouldn't have otherwise if they, they had had gone through the certain channels you know to get where they needed to be they may have gotten stopped somewhere along the way well said well said and do you feel as uh, though particularly in the modern um era of being an artist in a band you've got a good handle on the requirements that are now needed to uh, get your music and yourself out there so we're talking social media <laughs> like over sales <gasps> i hate it i i you know i'm just i'm doing so many different things producing and uh, directing and all all of this stuff and then the social media piece it's like i i think some artists like myself even uh sometimes we're introverted and so social media is just not, not my thing because sometimes I just need to withdraw to see what I'm feeling and check in with myself and, and to be on, 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 on. That is hard. How do you get the balance right between your sort of requirement to do it as the artist and your dislike of it? Well, um, I'm working on that and <laughs> I'm, I'm really, <coughs> sorry. Um, yeah, I'm working on it. I'm trying to figure out what that is and how to manage it and how to, you know, sometimes you just don't feel like you look so good, you know? And, and it's like, they want you to, to take photograph after photograph. And I'm like, I've got other things to do that feel more important, you know, but really, it's just unnecessary evil that I'm going to have to do. It's exactly, I'm getting better. It's exactly that. It's a necessary evil. So many platforms, so many things that you've got to do that uh, now just to get yourself out there. Um, I don't think I've spoken to a single band or artist that particularly say they love it. Um, and no one seems to have the, the algorithm down to do it perfectly. No. So you're not alone. I, I would rather create and, you know, I'm with Conquest Music now, so they're going to be helping me with all of this, which is great. And, uh, and Claire Lloyd, of course. So that's going to be a, a big help to me. But, you know, it's, it's funny to be on, 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 on. You know, it used to be go away and create, then you come on. And now it's just on, 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 you know. 
yeah there is no off switch anymore even if you've released yeah. an album it feels like that continues afterwards because it, it, it's always building for the future particularly um from an outside perspective and say from a press and a fan perspective the expectation and the artist that there are artists is always creating and your legacy speaks for itself yet with this new album it does feel like jamie carly artist is kind of just getting started again which is very exciting for the future. And I guess I want to ask you, last but not least, are you very excited about the future? And is this album the next stepping stone in what, what comes next? Definitely. It definitely is. And I think, I think being because I made it without a record company and without influence from anybody else, it was more fun. You know, it was like uh, when I was on a huge label, they wanted me to do things a certain way. Hmm. And, you know, creativity is not like that. Real creativity. It's a gift and you take it when you get it and you have to move when you're prompted to move uh, to do things. And I think the freedom of this has been so exciting because I didn't have to prove anything to anyone I just had to please myself. And if I was happy, then if people love it, great, you know, but bottom line, if I'm happy with it, that's really what matters. And not that I think I'm so great. It's just, <laughs> that the, it's just that the music means something to me. That's what I'm trying to say. It means something to me. It makes sense because if you didn't believe in the music, I think that would come through to the listener, the person that's enjoying it. If you if you're not feeling it, it right. will come through. Right. And for the future, you know, it's like I'm already formulating what I want to do for the second record. And the possibilities are endless, you know, on what I can do and, you know, who I can get to help and play on it. And uh, and it's just really exciting because it just seems like the level of musicianship and everything has just really gone through the roof on this I think anyway and I'm a musician so I'm I'm a fan of great musicians and I've been fortunate enough to have this album will have great musicians on it so anybody that's a musician will love it for sure and then songwriters you know I think it's a I hope it's put together well you know that uh it, people can relate to it and love it for different for many different reasons the writing musicianship the sonically you know the sound of it everything so can't wait, can't wait, and got complete faith in your ability. So it, uh, there's almost no question. And you, you are right. Uh, the last couple of years feels like musicianship and the releases and stuff that we're getting and music that's coming out of the world from all genres, all walks yes. of life is simply on another level. It's going to be brilliant to see you release something that joins uh, that list. Jamie, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Carl. Thank you very much for watching. You can check us out on gbhbell.com as well as on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and Tumblr. Go to Patreon to help us out over there. That's patreon.com forward slash gbhbl as well as Big Cartel where you can find some of our merchandise. We have a podcast running on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. And of course, if you like this video, do us a favour, hit the subscribe button and help the channel grow. Games, horror and heavy metal. What else is life for?